Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 142. I've decided that we need more violent play. (laughs) Now, remember, play is serious, but it's not real. So I'll take this a step further. Ritualized violence is healthy. It's healthy to practice violence before it becomes real. I think a lot of us are afraid of physical violence. I know I am, at least. And I think we need to practice confronting our fears, approaching our fears in a, in a controlled environment. It's, it's the Stephen Colbert philosophy, steer towards fear. Steer towards fear. How are we ever going to stand up to a bully if we've never been afraid, if we've never been exposed to physical violence, if we're, if we're strangers to adrenaline? <laughs> we shouldn't want our first exposure to violence to be the, the real situation, to be the life and death situation. And, you know, I think being comfortable with violence makes you less likely to engage in it which I know sounds sort of counterintuitive, but, but if you are used to physical violence because you wrestle or you box or whatever, you know it's reality. You know how ugly violence can be. And I think that makes you less likely to escalate. Anyone who's actually been hit in the face <laughs> is going to think twice about getting into a fight, especially in in the real world, in chaotic circumstances, when they're used to doing it in a highly controlled, ritualized environment. Anyway, I'm glad to see that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is taking off, BJJ. And I say that never having done it, (laughs) and I probably never will do it, but I do think that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a practice that develops discipline. And And discipline is self-control. Someone with self-control is less likely to resort to violence than someone who is controlled by his anger. Someone who's, who's ruled or even possessed by his anger. That's what I think, at least. I think having the capability to be violent makes violence less likely. I'm trying to think about this from the opposite point of view. Who would you rather get into an argument with? Jocko Willink <laughs> or, some, or some drunk hipster? I would say Jocko because I know Jocko has discipline. He's not going to sucker punch me. He's not going to come at me with a bottle. Jocko's not going to fight me over some stupid argument exactly because he fights all the time. He knows the risks. I think it's the amateur who gets angry and just starts swinging. It's the amateur who does stupid things because he doesn't have the experience to know they're stupid. (laughs) And if he does know, he doesn't have the experience to control himself. So that's my belief. Ritualized violence channels energy healthily. And I think that's way better than, than repressing our negative emotions and letting violent thoughts accumulate and accumulate and then 
pow, <laughs> they, they explode uncontrollably. Maybe we need to bring back dueling. <laughs> I really like that idea. I think dueling would really help us learn about ourselves, whether we lost or won. Because if you lose, you really would understand the cost of violence better. And if you won, well, I think they're showing that PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, comes not from what is done to us, but from what we do. When we realize, perhaps for the first time, that we have monstrous impulses, that we have this capacity to do monstrous, horrible things. And there's something very bonding, I think, when men fight. I think it clears the air. They, they bury the hatchet, they become friends. And going back to this earlier point, I think dueling is a ritual. It's a very controlled ritual. Disagreements can turn into feuds, right? They can escalate into feuds if they're not channeled into a ritual. And feuds are a disaster. They're, they're wild, they're chaotic, they're destructive. Mark Twain in, in Huckleberry Finn, he shows the hell that a feud can escalate into or, or descend into if they're left to grow unchecked. But rituals have rules. Rituals have codes of conduct. When people are faced with actual danger, the danger usually pushes them into, into reconciliation. And this is better than letting their anger fester and grow and then spill out into public life. Let's just think for a minute. What kind of dueling could we have? <laughs> I know it sounds absurd, but bear with me. So Germans, I think, used to fence. Their duels were fencing. And, and the opponents would wear pretty heavy clothing. They would wear protective clothing in order to avoid serious injury. But, 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 but they got scarred. And those scars were a sign of status. They were a sign of honor. A scar told other men that you were experienced and that you would defend yourself. And so I think scars acted as a de-escalatory, is that the right word? Mechanism. You knew this wasn't someone you could bully. In America, dueling with pistols was common, even, even among the founders. It was very ritualistic as well. There were lots of steps you had to take before the actual duel where, where the disagreement was usually sorted out. But not always, right? Alexander Hamilton died in a duel. His son died in a duel. I think Andrew Jackson dueled at least twice. Even Abraham Lincoln almost dueled. But, but clearly, death in a duel is a failure. <laughs> I'll take obvious for 200, Alex. Dueling with pistols was fine back in the day when they were really, really inaccurate. Accurate, deadly weapons make for a bad duel. They kind of defeat the purpose. So what could dueling look like today? How could we ritualize a confrontation that's intended to de-escalate a situation that would have the potential for scars, but not death? not even serious injury. Maybe we could have 
the dueling parties throw small rocks at each other (laughs) while wearing goggles? Or what about paintball guns? Are paintball guns still really inaccurate? I haven't played paintball in years. If paintball guns are still very inaccurate, maybe that would work, again, with goggles. But the way we deal with disagreement now just feels so unhealthy, where we're, we're trained to always go to the teacher, to always call the cops, to always rely on the authority figure. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's natural. I think it makes us weaker. I think it makes us cowardly. I think it makes us easier to control. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with about 10 seconds of music. Okay, on that experimental note, I will catch you later.